Welcome back to another week here on the Double Minor Podcast. After a little bit of a brief hiatus, Ryan Drury here and my buddy Brock Byer at West in West Kelowna, BC. Brock, what's up, man? Uh, you know, just uh, living every day, um, taking it day by day. But uh, Christmas break's coming up, so I'm pretty uh, getting pretty stoked to get, uh, to get home and see some friends and family. But, uh, yeah, we took a little break. Uh, we got some uh, high-end university students on this pod, so, uh, you know, Exam season, it's kind of hard to get the boys on, but we uh, we got Caleb Warren on the pod. What's going on, Caleb? Hey, fellas. Yeah, you're right about that, man. I uh, I can't wait to get home. How how swamped yes. are you right now? How swamped are you right now? Oh man, I just I just had three straight days of three math courses, and the one oh. today just it rents me more than that hurts the brain. That, that hurts the brain, eh? <laughs> it's good to shoot the shit with the fellas and. Take my mind off it a little. Math. Oh yes. fuck, man. What are yeah. you stu- what are you studying? For those who don't know, Caleb Caleb is a listy legend. We should just rename this podcast fucking Listle Cycle and Central. Uh Caleb <laughs> is Caleb's a listy legend, and right now, after a a great career with the Cyclones here in town, he's at Queen's University. What are you taking there, Caleb? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't answer that. I'm going to add something on to Ryan there. Yeah. Both Caleb's parents are doctors. So this is going to be interesting. So Caleb, Holy what fuck. are you taking in school? Oh, so you guys, you guys think I'm following their footsteps? No. <laughs> you tell That's me. definitely my sister's job. She got the brains in the family. Yeah. But uh, I'm in uh, it's called Apple Math Engineering. So it's like a combined math degree with mechanical engineering. It's kind of cool. It's kind of hard on the brain. I'm not going to lie. But... Yeah, yeah, this this guy goes, oh, my sister got the brains in the family, and he just read off a course name that I've never even fucking heard of. Yeah, man, I remember Listy, like, he would, like, he would be like, yeah, boys, like, what's up? And then all of a sudden, like, his brother, he would be like, yeah, like, my sister's in, like, Switzerland or something. He'd be like, what the fuck? And then the next week, she'd be in, like, Italy or something. Then raw, like, everywhere. It's yeah, fucking crazy. And just living, living the dream right now. Over in uh, med school, she's lucky. You're following my sister. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I actually don't. Um, But I remember, I'll always remember this playing Listy, um, your mom's buns. Now, folks, listening to this, listening to this podcast, who's ever listening, these buns, like we're talking bread, like we're talking like sourdough. I'm glad you clarified. Like that thick sourdough bread, but like a glaze of, I don't even know what it was, but I could literally diesel about six of them. And they, th- these things were huge. Yeah. And anyone like, that, anyone that doesn't know what they are, it's, they're probably like, what the hell is Bizey saying right now? His mom's buns. No, they're, uh, no, yeah. they're, she they're bread. homemade buns and they're like, she either makes cinnamon rolls or there'd be those, the, the glazed dough ones. And man, they just. She'd bring them in for the team, and we'd just mock them. They're so good. I miss those right now, man. I know, man. I haven't had one in years, man. But every time I come over to your house in the summer, I'm always looking for that. But I remember in Listy, like, if we got – if even win or lose, I'm like, Kate, like, in my head, I'm like, Kate Brooks, you, like, wrap this talk on, man. I'm, I'm pissed off. We just <laughs> lost. I, I, I need some buns. Like, come on. But I was the guy who got first line. Okay? Yeah, I was always first in line. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. It's funny you actually mentioned that because I didn't even know you were going to bring that up, Bizey. But I have heard rumors about these buns for, like, all the years that Warzy was playing here in Listowel. And hearing you talk about them now, I wonder if it was a mistake on Sabby and I's part that we didn't custom order some for the media booth. Hey, oh, shit, eh? I'm surprised my mom didn't bring you guys some. She loved you guys. Man, I, she, I, should, uh, I should tell her to surprise you some Friday night in Listy. Oh my God, that would be unreal. Just aside from the fact that your mom is one of the coolest ladies I've ever met, she is so fucking nice. And uh, we would always get emails from her, like being like, great game on Friday or whatever. And like she'd always listen if she wasn't at the rink. And we were like, oh fuck, man, that's so oh, cool. Oh yeah. She, she misses yeah, it everyone, so much. Yeah, she everyone, always talks about that. Uh, what was that 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 uh, video that you guys made? That compilation? Oh man, that was sweet. Oh yeah, we were talking. Who the fuck were we talking about that with Bizey recently? Uh, I think we were talking about with Lanny. 
we were talking about it with Lanny. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. But I mean, like you put the video part of it together. Like we just compiled all our audio, and uh, and then you grabbed some of the video from like Darren and shit, and and put that all together. But that was so fun to do. And and your mom was the one who started it. Like she was the one that reached out and was like, "Hey, could you get us like a couple goals or something?" And I was like, "Oh, well, we can't." cut this one and we got to have this one all of a sudden the thing's 15 minutes long and we were like oh fuck it <laughs> might as well oh man that was sweet that's a sweet yeah i've video. never i've never seen this video so i might have to we might have to post it to the podcast uh social media for all the for all the listeners but uh yeah i've never seen this video all all include i don't have the video i have the audio though like i have the whole audio compilation maybe i'll include it at the end of the pod and all the Cyclones fans can remember the uh, the Southie days. The Southie days. Yeah. So, Caleb, you uh, – I, I love the fact that, like, when I was younger, like, everyone, like um, – and most hockey players are, like, you know, like, if I go to the O, then I'm going to turn pro after that. But, like, a lot of, you know, major junior players go CIS and, you know, like, a lot of – junior B players like yourself play against OHL guys in CIS. So like CIS is real good hockey and you were fortunate enough to win a championship your first year. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So how was that man? Cause I remember like, um, I remember we were, you got conked the first year we won the cherry yeah. and you were like yeah. still depending on even playing. And then you, you grinded it out for like another two years and you went back to back championships. I know. Yeah, it's, it's such a. I've talked to a couple of people about that. Just like the the route I took to get here, and it's it's pretty cool. Cause like coming into camp here, I was definitely like the minority, right? Cause my team's just full. Like there's only like three of us that didn't play in the CHL. Like I think it's that maybe a couple from the CCHL or the BC. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think like back in the day when you're like playing my hockey and Listle, we had such a good like 97 age group and stuff. And it just never like crossed my mind as much. I know like the Nichols, they ended up leaving for AAA, but like I didn't really think about it until minor midget. And then I don't know. It, it like it. It's really cool though at this point at all to look back on it and to see where see where I ended up because I love it here. Well, you got no, a you- great career, man. Like I mean, yeah. holy fuck! Like your stint with the Sykes was incredible, and and you got to co-captain the Southey team with, uh, with Mr. Nickel, obviously like, uh, who we also got to get on the pod at some time. Cause he's full of fucking stories, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've asked a bunch of your teammates that we've had on the pod already just about that whole year. And I know it was special for you. I was on the ice when you guys, when you guys swept Caledonia and you were really emotional and, and I was emotional being down there with you guys. Cause I mean, Sabby and I, we followed you guys all over, you know, Southern Ontario. We know what you guys went through the year before. Um, obviously pretty special to end your career as a cyclone like that. I know. I know. I I think about it a lot and we're always shooting each other texts in the Southern group chat. That's still, still going strong, which I love, but it's like a, it was almost like a perfect way to, to end off my time in Listy, you know, like um, I don't regret a single second of it. And it's like, probably one of the best highlights of my life and then I come here um not really knowing what to expect um and then having that whirlwind year where we go on that playoff run I get to actually like I'm a regular in the lineup which is pretty uncommon for first years and then winning a championship it's like it's almost like a blur to me that whole first year adjusting to school adjusting to the game like CIS because it's such a big step from junior B but man was it awesome yeah, like you said, like it's such a big step, and like, like you guys would like, like the twenties would work and stuff like that. But like, um, you weren't in school for a couple. Of, were you taking online courses during Sykes? Yeah, I was. I was doing a little. Like, I, my plan was always to come to Queens, but like, hockey beyond Listy, like I never really. I know, like, man, like it wasn't. Like, it when, wasn't something I was clearly thinking about. And, I know, and like, and when I saw you, when I saw, when I saw you were playing for Queens, I was like, fucking rice, like, because like Queens is like, I remember, um, I know, I know Faz, and I think we talked about um, Faz this year, like, um, literally, probably, um, aside from Di Pietro in, in his twenty year, he was the best goaltender in in the CHL, and then 
unfortunately didn't get a contract and then he went to play Queens and he was literally, I, I saw his numbers. He was lights out for you guys, but now he he's moved on already. He's playing pro. Yeah, I know. We're, we're so lucky to have him. And I don't know if you know Jack Flynn, like he was our other goalie. We had such yeah, a yeah. Cheers. Yeah, and uh, Flynn, yeah, Flynn, he, he's yeah. a 90, would he be a 95? 90, 95 or 96, I'm not sure. Yeah, he played okay. for uh, LA's farm team. Yeah, and, and, I, uh, and you played with Sandy, right, uh, Patrick Sanvito? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he, he ever... was, he was, when I was up with Windsor that Memorial Cup year, he got dished to Suds, Sudbury. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, he was like there till like since day one with Windsor. And then he got traded um, to Suds. And then, and then he went CIS as well. But like, you guys were stacked. No, our, our lineup was disgusting. I think like it's been a really uh, crazy year this year. That, like, aside from like Fazio, like he played lights out last year for us. I think he won like OUA Rookie of the Year or something. Um, well, he was a huge part of why we why we ended up winning, and then we also had Abraham on the point, which is the Bailey, the best defense in the league, and Dog. Yeah, and I, know, I saw that. So it was like it was such a cool lineup to come into, and those are such good guys on and off the ice. Like, they really, man, it was sweet. So in CIS, like what, like, like this was BNCAA, like school first, then hockey. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on. Yeah, you. They accommodate you like, well, like yeah, like for different people, like, I guess. Yeah, like it's like, um, a lot of the the guys who come, they're all getting their their schooling paid for, right? Right, so it's, it's, right, 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 right. I think like, uh, like you're practicing every day and stuff, but like, you want to put hockey first as much as you can, right? Like school, like you can balance the two of them when you get used to it. It's a pretty cool lifestyle being a student. I'm not gonna lie. Like Queen Queens, I honestly think is the best student experience in Ontario. Like I don't know if you've ever you guys have ever been to Kingston, but we have like the student ghetto, so it's like a couple blocks of just all student housing, just right around Queens, and it's such a small campus feel. And man, it's it's party central. It's so fun. <laughs> I bet, man. Like I I went to school for a year in London. I went to Fanshawe before jumping to Conestoga. But that year at Fanshawe, we went to a bunch of different Western parties. Western, oh, very yeah. similar. Like you know, there's a whole student community built around the school. Like the campus, there's like a miniature town. Um, and I, ha- I have actually been to the Queens campus in Kingston. It's a beautiful school. And, uh, yeah, like when I, when I would go to like the parties at Western, I, I saw shit from like fucking animal house. I was like, I thought this shit only <laughs> happened in movies and shit. Like literally like the first Western party I went to, I fucking, I get, I roll up to the guy's lawn and there's like just cars parked on the lawn. I'm like, holy fuck. And uh, I could hear the party from three blocks away. I go into the backyard and as I open the back gate, I literally just see this dude like sailing down the fucking like, what are those things like with the water that you used to have in the backyard? Slip and slide. He was going down the slip and slide and the slip and slide was just covered with beer. And like he did a funnel and then went down the slip and slide. I was like, holy fuck, this is ridiculous. Oh, it is. We we got a street called Aberdeen and every Hoko and big event like, there's like 20,000 kids. It's just like Ezra and Waterloo, but it's like, I don't know. It's a pretty good balance between academics and uh, the party in here. I love it. That's awesome. How is, yeah, how is like, how is the whole call? Oh, it's, and everything like that. You got to come down for at least one. It's oh, be the man. I know. And like, me, I'm not, I'm not a big school guy, but I'm like, Jesus, man. If I ever went to one of those, like, it'd be crazy. Like, I've always wanted to, but like. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, you like, do you guys follow, like, obviously you do, Kale, but Ryan, do you follow, like, Canada Party Life? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so like, fun. The shit I would see on that thing, and half of it would be from Queens and Western. I'm like, oh my God. Like, um, I can't remember who told me, but, like, they're uh, at one of their ho- or, uh, homecomings, like, a freaking girl got kicked by a horse. Yeah, man. That was in Waterloo. Yeah, you know how the cops would be on top of the horses? 
And yeah, one one girl just decided just to get absolutely mangled by a horse. Slaps the girls in the ass and gets kicked. Yes, yes, yes. Funniest video ever. That's a little bit of karma. eh? Oh, so funny. Oh, my God. Can you imagine eating one from a horse? Like, dude, it's not fun. It's not fun. Like, what's the, what's like the craziest thing you've seen at a party there, Caleb, that you can share with us that, like, maybe you definitely weren't involved in? That's like, yeah, that's definitely wasn't involved in it. Um, You witnessed it, though. So, like, Queens is so bad for its, uh, so now if you get like a drinking ticket or anything on Hoko or St. Patty's, they like legislate this for these weekends. You have to like appear in court directly, like no question. Shut up. Just wow. because there's shit that goes on. But basically there's like new rules because two years ago, uh, just everyone goes on roofs here. Um, the oh, roof no. just came in like 20 people on it. Just wild. And it's like you have all these parties and like people just get up on little canoes and they're just, crowd surfing the, the crowd sits like it's wild like i don't know if i would I, I don't know if i would be torn between like looking at someone like climb a tree and then chug a beer at the top of it i don't know if i'd be like wow that's kind of cool or be like what are you doing you loser like get down you're gonna kill yourself yeah, I know. but like it's like it's so many people just doing dumb stuff i think i'd just be like what are you doing man you're legit just gonna go to jail yeah but like I don't know. Um, how how was the partying after when you guys won? Like, did you guys get to like celebrate a bit, or was it just back to school? So we we won. Like, it, we got to host the Queens Cup, which was pretty sweet because we finished fourth. But like Teddy C and Guelph, they finished with less wins than us or something. So the whole school like fucking packed the. We played with like the Kingston Mem Center, so it's uh, it's really similar to the Almond, like the seating and such. Oh, and, that would be uh, sick. It's a it's a sweet barn to play out of. I love it. It's just like gives me the vibes of the listy member. And uh, but anyways, like when we won, the whole school was there. It was packed, and then we got like all these wristbands and basically like, rented out. It's called Stages Downtown. It's just this big nightclub, and we got like the upstairs rented out to us, and each got um, I don't know. I think it was like ten wristbands or something that we could give the family, friends, whoever we wanted. And it was just <laughs> it was I don't remember much. Did you guys have any bets, like you and Teddy? Because you guys played against each other in the Queen's Cup, right? Well, yeah. So, like, I played I played the first half of playoffs and then a game in the against Ottawa, but I didn't end up playing in the Queen's Cup game. But I ended up playing okay. at Nationals. So, it was like, I, Teddy and I weren't playing, so we actually got to spend the Queen's Cup together. Which oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we were, we were shooting the shit. I think we were playing – I don't know if we were placing bats or not on the game, but – it was it was pretty it was pretty fun to have him there. Yeah, now well, by I mean, Teddy, of course, you're you're referring to Tonka Ted Nickel. Tonka Ted Nickel, who's yeah. actually in Kingston right now, and he can't be yeah. on the pod. It was nice to get him. Here. Yeah, I'm calling him out right now. I'm calling him out, Ted. Listen, you don't <laughs> want to take much of your time. Just come on, come on the pod. Bring on Blake now. <laughs> we can do a, we can do a twins segment now. But fuck, that kind of messed me up because they they sound the same, and we don't do video chat, so I don't know who I'd be talking to half the time. Hey, just That's be so- screwed <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, Blake could probably sit down and just like do the interview as the two brothers. I know. Yeah, we wouldn't yeah, even yeah, know either. the difference, man. Oh know. my god, that's so funny, Caleb. Let's talk a little bit about hockey here. Uh, forty-one career regular season goals with the Sykes. And I would venture to say, having seen almost all of them live, that I would venture to say 50% of those either were game winners or tied the game. Like, you scored so many fucking clutch goals. And I'm just wondering, of the 41, if there's any that, like, stick out that are your favorite or or even a memorable playoff goal because I got one in mind. It sticks out every time we bring it up. It was in that montage we referenced earlier. Just any of your goals that really stick out where you're like, fuck, that was sick. Oh, man. Well, I think you, you, you're definitely thinking of the one in Waterloo, I hope. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I love talking to Andy about that one because it was just like yeah. a classic play. And that was like, like, if I remember, like that was like, Borderline, we were missing Lee. We were missing Lanny too, I think. 
Yeah, he had a con. And our lineup so so beat up at that point. We were so so tired, and it was just like, are you kidding me? Like we might go down three one to Waterloo at that point, and like it just seemed like it was gonna be like that. Then all of a sudden one shift like that happened, and that was just like the biggest turnaround in that series that we could have had. And I also remember, uh, I think like Caledonia. I remember going into Caledonia game one, um, and it was just like I could tell. I remember, like, the morale in the room, like, in it after warm-ups and stuff. Like, people, it almost seemed like we were a little intimidated and such, just with all the talk around Caledonia and such. But I remember getting, like, a weird little breakaway, and I remember seeing the highlight of it. I was against, like, Mayo and I don't know the other defensemen. But I ended up getting a breakaway. I just went back in, and I remember just saying, like, fuck, like, we can beat these guys. These guys are supposed to be the best defensemen. They look like idiots on this goal. And I was just, uh, <laughs> it's, it's. I remember, I remember that. It was just like a big spark for the series because it just I don't know, set the tone, you know? Yeah, I remember that goal really well too uh, because I remember uh, going to Caledonia to broadcast the game and we had just gotten brand new mobile equipment so I could be on the other side of the rink from Steve, like right okay. down by your bench. So I was parked right next to your bench and I remember when you scored that goal backhand shelf, not a big deal. And the entire bench went nuts and fucking, uh, oh my God, who was it? Fucking Keaton Willis was right next to me on the bench. And he looked at me through the glass and just went, oh my God, it was so funny. But that one in Waterloo, like we talk about it all the time in the newsroom because I mean, you know, for the fans, I'll definitely try and find that that montage. We well, yeah, yeah, that sweet, sweet audio clip of it too, which makes it even more memorable. Steve Sab- Sabby is the shit. Like, there's nobody <laughs> that cares more about junior hockey in the area than fucking Sabby, and I, oh, I'd probably include myself in that too. Like, we really care about the product. And I was standing next to him doing color that game, and when Andy blasted that in off the end boards, and you had a step on the guy. I remember thinking in the moment, oh, my God, like, he's going to have a breakaway. And you just clapped it. Like, you had room to walk in. And and you just one-teed it off the end wall. And I thought Steve Sabrin was going to have a fucking heart attack. He was screaming, <laughs> what's going What? I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be the greatest soundbite of all time. It was so good. It was. It was. It was, it was awesome. I, remember, I don't even know if I would have had enough energy to go to a backhand or try to deep the goalie at that point. I remember the like one of like I don't know man like what I remember you the most of kill is like the clutchest and I'm by far the clutchest face-offs wins ever like that's well, all I remember I don't like, I, I like Druxy on the bench man like he you didn't want to lose a face-off when that guy was on the bench I think that's what motivated me <laughs> oh, to, to just bear down on those yeah. draws but yeah, yeah, I know, like that, that definitely, like, I don't know, you got to kind of learn how important those were, and you, like, I got to tell you guys something funny, too, because now we, uh, like, talking about, like, this year in hockey, we, uh, the, our team is kind of banged up on the back end, so we only have four defensemen on our roster right now, um, and I've been playing D, like, full time. Oh, my God. Been, He's I, doing like, the Fedorov. You're playing fucking defense. You're like, a fucking defense. Full on, like, since the start of the year, we've been so short. Um, I've been full on defense this year because we were so deep in forwards. And I don't know, like, if it just is something that, like, uh, is instilled inside me from playing for Bruxy for four years and having that defensive mindset and such. But, like, I don't know. It's been, it's been pretty sweet and pretty fun. I, I really enjoy it. That's unbelievable. That's He's sick. doing the fucking I can't Fedorov. Even fucking believe. <laughs> did Fedorov do that? I didn't know Dude, Fedorov. Yeah, Feds did that in like '96 or '7. It might have been one of the Cup years in Detroit, and uh, a couple guys were hurt, and they and fucking Scotty Bowman was like, uh, "Feds, you, you can play defense," and he played D for like four games, and he was like plus nine. That's ridiculous. That's so unreal. It's, it's pretty I awesome, can't though. Even, I can't even before. believe... I can't even imagine that, Caleb. Yeah. Well, like, I remember I remember when I was talking to my coach about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, maybe try out a couple games. Like, we're short. Like, I didn't expect it to be a full thing. First game I played, 
was against the McGill Radman in McGill. And like it's a pretty sick bar and it's you're playing with a bunch of French fans who are rowdy and stuff and McGill's always pretty nasty. Like they they always have a good team and I just remember um like thinking like what the hell am I doing out here? Like I remember I didn't I didn't get or I might have got scored on like once or twice that game. We lost. But I don't know, I just like it was just a whole new world being the last guy back always and stuff, but I've gotten used to it. And now it's like, now it's pretty fun. Now I'm trying to make play, but it's like such a weird act or like skill set that you have to develop. And like the first time being at the OUA level, it's been, it's been tough, but it's fun. No doubt. Yeah, like the ice would look so different. Like, yeah. And we're not talking like you have to like become a defenseman in like, midget or like junior like you're developing to be a defenseman and literally playing against like x like major junior players junior b players like oh yeah playing like like you have to develop to be a a shea weber in like a week yeah it's yeah it's it's weird it's funny i'm laughing about it honestly but now like halfway through the season it's honestly feels pretty normal and uh, you just gotta get used to being the last guy back. That's the thing. Me and my coach always laugh. Me and my D coach, cause there'll be like the couple shifts where he's just like, "Oh shit, killed Daphne." Forgets he as, as a defenseman. I just call up in the rush and totally fucking forget that I need to get back. But I love it. Yeah, it'll happen though, man. You're so used to being a forward, but like, yeah, you mentioned like like with Brooksy, like that guy is all about defense first and. It's, you know, definitely one of the big reasons you guys were able to be so successful. But that was one thing that always stuck out about you, too. You would always do the gritty little shit that doesn't show up on the score sheet. Obviously, like, you scored plenty of points, and you were always a monster in the playoffs. But you would always do that little shit. And I actually remember because, you know, I see Brooksy all the time at the arena. He's a guest on our show quite often that we do at CKNX. Like, he... The guy just loves to chat hockey, eh? And uh, oh, yeah. I, I had mentioned that we were going to be talking to you, and he was like, oh, yeah, Caleb Warren, probably one of the best defensive sticks I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I got to say it's from him, though, because I, I remember coming in the junior B, I definitely wasn't a, a big defensive guy, but he definitely helped me with that part. Kudos yeah, to him for that. You were you were always out there on the penalty kill. I think that says a lot about what he thought about you, especially at the end, because um, it seemed like every time in that Southy run that you guys were shorthanded, you were the first guy over the boards. Like, I don't know if you are like a huge guy that like. Do you watch a lot of hockey, Kale? Because like we've had guys on here that like love watching it, guys that don't really pay attention and. Being that I watch so much NHL hockey, uh, among other leagues, uh, I always kind of like to watch guys that we cover and kind of compare them to an NHL player. And if I were to compare you to an NHL player that I used to watch a lot, uh, I would probably compare you to a guy like Mike Richards. That's sweet. Yeah, that's that's so funny. That's uh, that's what a couple of guys on my team called me last year. No Just way. Uh, because, well, we were talking about how – it's funny because I hadn't lost a playoff series and I don't even know how long it was. I'm on like a, I'm still on a streak, I guess. Not came a deal. One in the, uh, well, I guess we lost at the nationals and St. effects, but no, we were laughing because it's almost like a Mike Richards. Everywhere Mike Richards go, he's, he somehow ends up winning and he's just a fourth line center type guy, you know, that does all the right things. And, but no, that's cool. But like, but even even outside of like the later part of his career where he was on the fourth line and it like in Washington and stuff when he gave it one more kick at the can, like for a long time he was a first line like he was a big fucking star player and like when he was in junior he was the man like on that Memorial Cup team he was he was the big dog in Kitchener and like you you more fit that mold of of Richards like when he was with the Kings like. He wasn't getting, you know, 90 points, but he gets 60 points and just be on every single special teams unit. That's more what I meant when I compared you to him. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, like, yeah, like, I gotta, like, I definitely have to give Brooksy a lot of credit. He just, like, I think he got the best out of every player on both ends of the ice, you know, and it's just, like, I didn't realize it completely until I came to this level. 
and I was able to uh, understand that he prepared me for it so well, and like I got to play all all types of systems and listen and. I don't know. It definitely definitely reflects the idea of me going back and playing D. You know, like it, it is honestly isn't that much of an adjustment for me, other than a couple of positioning things. Because um, I've always been a defensive center, and it, it really isn't much of a difference. Absolutely. Here's Bizey back live on the podcast. I'm fucking back, boys. I'm getting pissed off about this fucking Wi-Fi. I'm telling you. But hold on. Um, I'm just gonna start doing like. My personal hotspot on every goddamn podcast. This my is phone the funniest shit ever. Roof, but like, whatever. I think I everyone just didn't even notice you. Everyone just shot me a text there and said you'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. like we, you, you went zero dark thirty there, and <laughs> yeah. we just having a nice conversation about Mike Richards and whatever, and then all of a sudden we just hear some shuffling. I'm like, fucking Bizey's internet kicked out for sure. Yeah. Well, before before my internet kicked out, I heard you call him Mike Richards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, like I was, was just it, saying, was it, like <laughs> I started laughing because was it Brad or Mike that got caught with drugs? Now he's off. Now he's like not even on any NHL team. That's Mike. Mike. That's Mike. Mike. We're talking about Mike in prime. Mike is prime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I obviously I'm not comparing Caleb to fucking. <laughs> The criminally involved Mike Richards, who I'm just saying, like, yeah, he got in shit, but now he's literally getting paid eight million dollars a year to do fuck all. Yeah, man, Let's... he just hangs out in Kenora, like that yeah. does, and and whatever. He was on hometown hockey last year. Was um, he really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. They were in Kenora, and like he came out and like hung out with Ron and Tara and what. It was really good, actually. I really like. You know, as we get off of Mike Richards here in closing, I I really wanted him to succeed in Washington. I wanted him to get like you know another shot, but like I think that he through all the injuries, like he just couldn't do it anymore. And yeah, he got himself in a bit of trouble. But I was obviously comparing Warzy to prime time Mike Richards. So yeah, right. there you go. Um, one thing I miss from Lissy so much, and like is like um, after we won the cherry. We went to Caleb's house and we literally probably stayed up till the next morning. Like I don't think we slept at all. And like the that amount was, that was parade day. Was that not parade day? That was parade yeah. day, wasn't it? Anyways, it After... was so it was so wait. fun. But what? Oh wait, what day? Oh no, 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 that wasn't that was the year you were there and we were uh, we had a campfire in my backyard, wasn't it? Yeah, and we played volleyball. And all that stuff. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a fun yeah, night. I remember we got put out by London, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. the amount of fucking Barb's buns I ate that day, dude. <laughs> He's probably just inside eating all Barb's buns while dude, the boys are I'm getting so mad. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk upstairs. I'm gonna walk upstairs and I'm just gonna be like, listen, Billet, I need these buns. Can you please make them right now? But it won't be the same. It won't be I the know, fucking that's same though, I dude. Know. I know. <laughs> you gotta get just send her an email, and I bet you she'd fucking like FedEx. I'm not them. gonna send Barb an email. I haven't talked to Barb in probably six months. I'm not gonna send an email saying Barb, can I have your bun recipe? Well, <laughs> no, she, 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 she won't she give it she out. Te- she, yeah, she texts Caleb and tell this guy to stop. Tell Brock stop being so weird and ask for my bun recipe. Don't <laughs> ask for the recipe. Just like ask, like maybe send her some cash or something, and or, or a nice signed West Kelowna Warriors jersey. And oh, fucking man. and be like, listen, like if you could send me a box of them, that would be <laughs> mint. Like you know, it would be. It would maybe be really- maybe yeah. Maybe when I'm home for Christmas, I'll just slide by and just eat three and then leave. That <laughs> that's what I wanted to say too. Warzy. Yeah. Like, uh, are you gonna be around the area for Christmas here, rolling up? Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. We got it. We got to get together. <laughs> we got to have a beer. I'm for sure down. I think yeah, that's, how uh, long's your break, Caleb? What's that? How long's your break? I think I, uh, I I come home on Monday, and then I get I think we come back for the thirtieth. And I think our first game back is actually against Teddy, which will be pretty fun. Unreal. Well, well, you're here. We're get we we got to get a beer for sure. Oh, um, for sure. That that would be awesome, dude. Uh, so like outside of school, like 
you know, do you want to continue playing hockey? Maybe even at like the senior level. I know you got into a game with Mapleton at one point. Like, is that something that you would consider doing? Yeah, you know, I, Merce and Lanny and her for playing. Like, would you, you know, want to keep playing? Yeah, I'd love to. Like, I was, it's so tough when I, uh, when I go home. Cause it's like, uh, you got Clinton, Merce and Vano and Bucky and Clinton. And then you got, Lanny and Seaforth, and you got Brady and Palmerston and Blake and Keaton Ripley. It's like, who, who would you play for? But yeah, like definitely when it comes to that point in my life, like it's, it's kind of tough. I don't know where I'm going to be in three years when I'm done this undergrad, but um, I would love to keep playing as long as I can, as long as my body lets me. Yeah, I know, um, you know, like I know you're battling some concussions there. Are they uh, Have they went away or like your, your symptoms and stuff like that? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I haven't, um, I haven't had one since. I don't even think since that last one in Waterloo. And I said if I got another one, I didn't know what the yeah. Would be, but no, yeah, I'm pretty I, I like. Yeah, our uh, our captain out here, he uh, he unfortunately got a conk at at the start of the year, and that's his ninth. It's his ninth oh. concussion. Yeah, and uh, it sucks because he's uh, he's really good. He's committed to to University of Michigan, but uh, yeah, he he's trying, he's battling. But man, like, and I don't know if you guys saw that Tim Thomas thing today. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts, man. I didn't know about that. What's that? Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess Timmy Thomas, like, you know, because, I mean, he just dropped off the face of the earth. He like, did, man. He, he was my favorite goalie growing up. He was oh, my favorite that's, goalie uh, growing up. Yeah, he was nasty, man. Yeah, like, and he, then... Uh, he was so he, good. He, he legit disappeared, and then uh, he said... Or, uh, I'm just reading here. Tim Thomas spoke publicly about his concussion issues following 2013 season. At one point, two-thirds of Thomas's brain was receiving less than 5% of what it optimal blood flow that's, so incredible. that's crazy and he was still playing that's awful man yeah yeah it is. where but is he he just became a ghost eh? like yeah like he retired and and kind of you know i think he has like uh I think he has a place in like Vermont or something. And like, he's just been kind of hanging out in the wilderness, like doing his own thing. And then, yeah, like finally after a few years, he kind of came forward and told his story and like uh-huh. to think about a fucking goalie, like being that messed up, like I from, know. Oh, that's wild. But uh, yeah, Kel, we really appreciate you coming on the show today, and uh, we'll get out this summer again for a couple good golf games. I I don't know what Caleb I'm gonna see because you know one one day I could see Tiger Woods, and then the next day I could see you know Phil Mickelson trying to swing right. Um, oh my God! But, uh, you say it's yeah, inconsistent. We'll that. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly uh, depends on how many beers are in my system. No, dude. Yeah, I know, I just, man. We went out. We went out once this year, and you played, like, your first, like, the front nine, you were, like, lights out, and then the second nine, you were, like, just wanting to throw your golf clubs into the into the lake. But That's we'll funny. see, eh? Oh, hey, wait. You, you guys wanted to hear a story about Halsey, didn't you? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Taylor, yeah, give us this one. We're gonna we're gonna well, talk about we're gonna talk about him like going somewhere. But okay, I got a story too. But you go first. So, yeah, uh, uh, he always well. He came last year during our like training camp, um, just really? to skate with us before he went back to uh, the Devils, and uh, so because he's a Kingston kid, right? Yeah, okay. and he he always comes back. He has like a ball hockey tournament that he puts on this summer that like most of my teammates come down and play for. I didn't come this summer for it, but um, he's freaking hilarious, man. So like the first day that he came to camp. I had no idea. And I don't think anyone on our team had any idea that he was coming. Um, and I'm coming in. I'm, I'm still kind of like trying out, you know, like I just, it's my first couple practices and I go in the room. I, I start talking to some guys. I sit down, put my bag down. I honestly like start getting ready. And I'm just talking to a couple guys. I grab my stick. I start taping it. And I, I look to the right of me and there's Halsey sitting right there. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like what's going on here? Like, 
am I actually seeing what I'm seeing right now? But it was hilarious. And I actually, I got to do that. I think we did like a skills thing that day and I was partnered with him and fuck, was he, was he lights out up close? That's Jeez, amazing. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast and we'll, we we'll touch about, he, sorry, go ahead. Oh, we, we got to go out too with him. Whenever he goes out, um, he's came out a couple times with us in stages. He, he does this hilarious thing where he, he'll get, he'll buy a bunch of drinks and he'll give you a drink. And then he says, pull up your shirt, put your shirt up like Oshi does. So you put oh, it yeah. Your, you put it over your head and yeah, he pours the drink good. down and you drink from it. But then after you're done drinking it, he just fucking suckers you as hard as he can right in the abs. It's amazing. It's oh, the funniest thing ever. It's so funny. I did not expect it when it happened. Oh, you did it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Well, you're not going to awesome. say no to Halsey. Holy fuck. I know. Jesus, man. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're, we'll, we'll touch. Because there's a lot of rumblings about where he might go because the Devils suck. But, um, yeah. The Devils suck this year. But um, I remember because he played in Windsor. And all yeah. I hear I heard was like, um, you know, like um, – he he got his jersey retired um when i was there and he showed up and this guy's a styling guy like the shit he was wearing like it it honestly reminded me of like um a robert downey jr mixed with like a a, a jay-z like it was like that like he had so much swag but he was so professional at the same time it was like wow yeah um, yeah wow and then uh but there's a story um, he did like he he was like he was gross, and um, I guess in school because you have to go to school obviously still when you're playing in the O. Um, he didn't do anything in school, and he told all his teachers like I don't need to do this. I'm going to the NHL already. Like, like you can, I don't need to do this test or I don't need to do that. So I'm like I'm going to the NHL. <laughs> yeah, oh that's God. confidence right there, eh? Big confidence antler on Halsey. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can I see that. Yeah. That's well, awesome. uh, Kale, we appreciate you coming on the pod today, buddy. Um, well, uh, we'll get together soon. Uh, maybe for uh, a bite to eat or I'll, I'll see you uh, during Christmas break. But uh, keep grinding away and good luck on your exams, big boy. Yeah, I'll, uh, Drew, I'll probably see you next week at a Sykes game if I stop by. Uh, if you I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm yeah. not home to. Me and Deals are in home till the 22nd, 23rd. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. shoot me a text over the break. Sounds good, buddy. Yeah, man. Come visit us in the broadcast booth. We would love to see I you, won't. dude. For sure. Thanks, Cheers, boys. brother. See Take ya. care. Thanks a lot to Caleb Bourne for joining us on the pod. Just, you know, you can hear it. Really down-to-earth guy. Loves the game. Fucking loves the game. And uh, he's just an easy guy to cheer for, eh, Bizey? Yeah, he, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to get him and uh, and uh, Blaker as my captains in, in Listian. Um, you know, Caleb is, you know, he's he's a he's a great captain. Um, his leadership skills are, you know, bar none. But um, just an overall great guy. Um, do anything for you if you need anything, he'll be there. Um, yeah, really, we're both very fortunate to uh, have a uh, Caleb Warren in our lives. So uh, we really appreciate him coming on, and uh, you know, uh, many more guests like that coming on a thousand percent dude now before we move into talking about some quick nhl news and notes the fucking coaches are dropping like flies for many different reasons uh and we got to talk, talk about halsey you've got you got a little personal shout out you want to get yeah to. so uh you know i'll be getting a lot of uh and we appreciate that uh we appreciate everyone listening um i got a little shout out you know family back home they've been listening and uh you know I had a bet with my uncle that, you know, maybe the uh, the 49ers were going to go undefeated in November. That went to shit. Um, uh, so they're 11-2. and two. They're 11-2, and two, but, you know, the Cowboys are still in first. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a dust. He's going to be a nobody next year. Um, and, you know, <laughs> the Cowboys are building for the future, and 49ers can one-off this year. So uh, Dude, you know, I'm looking forward to it. You're Okay, first of all, the Cowboys have been building for the future for 25 years. Yeah, I know. But now the future is here, and we're going to be good for a lot of years. We got Zeke, who can eat anything. We got Dak with his hip openers as warm-ups. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, 
Jerry Jones, the most honest and reliable guy in the sports industry. So we're good. Get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's horrible. Okay, oh, fair god. enough. Hey man, I I won't chirp you too much. I'm a big Patriots fan. You know that, oh, and I fucking bandwagon, dude. Do not tell me I'm a bandwagoner. I've been cheering. So for let the me get this straight. You're a Washington Capitals fan. You yes. probably hate Boston Bruins as much as I do, but you I love the. I don't hate Patriots. them. I don't hate the Bruins. I don't have a. We don't have like a classic rivalry with that. I hate the Penguins. I hate the fucking Rangers. I don't. I don't hate the Bruins. I, I'm indifferent to the Bruins. But like, no. I, I the the thing with the Patriots was I was I was like ten when they won their first Super Bowl. But I started watching them when fucking Bledsoe signed there because like all my friends were starting to get into into football. My best friend who's a Seahawks fan. Like, was big into football, so I was like, I better start watching football. And uh, I had heard that the Pats signed this guy, and he was going to be, like, legit, like, franchise quarterback. And so I started watching them when Bledsoe was the starter, and then, of course, he got fucking rocked, and Brady took over. And, yeah, they won the Super Bowl, and I've been a fan ever since. Yeah. No, it's a dynasty, and I I love – I love Tom Brady. I think, uh, you know, he is the GOAT. Um, but anyways, back to hockey. Yeah, so um, another firing um, today happened in San Jose, Pete DeBoer. Um That was really – that was odd for me. I mean, yes, me San too. Jose has a lot of, a lot of expectations. Um, they did get rid of uh, – me personally, I think Joe Pavelski was the best player on that team. Um, but – that was that was interesting to me because they went for it for a couple of years. It didn't work. They got rid of Joe Pavelski, and they're having like an, a a decent year. They're not having a horrible year like the Toronto Maple Leafs, but out of nowhere they fire their coach, wow. um, who has you know Pete DeBoer has been tremendous behind the bench for the past three seasons with them, and it, I don't know. It, it was just a bit odd for me. Very odd. I agree, and. Like, it was a little surprising in that, you know, obviously a few days ago, everybody in Dallas and to, you know, at the time of this recording, no, like, we still don't know exactly what's all behind that. I'm sure eventually it'll come out, but, you know, all they would say was not on, it was improper conduct and that they had no choice but to fire him. Very weird so we'll see what that happens. Like they, he yeah. had that team, the stars within a goal of the Western Conference. Last night, that fucking Pete DeBoer, who's you know a Rangers fans are all going, "Oh my God, maybe come back to Kitchener." Because of course he he won a Mem Cup there and everything. He's a legend, but super strange. Like you know, he's had a lot yeah. of success. Obviously, they couldn't climb the hill and get the cup. They lost to the seasons. Like, yeah, I, uh, I I completely agree with you. It's super weird, yeah. I I mean, and and do you ever realize that like it's like a domino effect? Like I feel like this happens like every NHL season. Like a month and a half goes in, two months, and then a bunch of coaches get fired, and then shit hits a fan. Like teams went out of nowhere, and like last year, St. Louis is a prime example. I completely agree. It it's just one of those things where. You know, uh, it's the easiest thing to do to try and spark a team because, again, we, we say it all the time, you know, it, it's easier to get rid of one guy than 20. But, like, man, uh, I, I didn't see this coming at all. Um, yeah. I, it, it, I, he's it, not a guy it, you would have said is on the hot seat. Yeah, exactly. And 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 you made a good point to spark a team. I, I've been fortunate enough not to have a lot of coaching changes in my career, but I had my first one last year and um, it did, it did spark us. Um, you know, we, we wanted to get, make a good impression and we wanted to learn and we were, we were reengaged. Um, 
But that being said, Pete DeBoer situation, you think Joe Thornton's happy about this? I don't think so. Uh, probably not. Probably not. Um, you think Jumbo... Brent Burns is happy? No. No way. Like, it's it's a pick and choose. And uh, um, you know what? It, it's tough. It, it's truly tough. Um, you know, um, Mike Babcock's lick, licking his chops right now because so many jobs are opening up. Yeah, and that could be a place where he ends up potentially. And, you know, Pete DeBoer, he'll land on his feet. He's a very well-respected oh. coach. Oh, um, I, my prediction, calling it right now, double minor, you hear it, Pete DeBoer's going to Dallas. Pete DeBoer very well could end up in Dallas. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, a, that's a spot. Reunite with uh, Joe Pavelski. Just before we jump over to Taylor Hall, like some quick Pete DeBoer stats. This from Kevin Kurz, uh, who covers the Sharks for the NHL. Uh, his uh, In his four-plus seasons, he's got a record of 198, 129, and 34. That's good for a 596 win percentage. Sharks are one of four teams to make the playoffs each of the last four seasons, and the Sharks' 60 playoff games in his time there are second only to Pittsburgh. That said, though, this year, the Sharks have been outscored 88-58 to 58 during 5-on-5. Five five. That's only better than the Red Wings. And their minus 25 goal differential is third worst in the league, and their power play is 23rd in the NHL. So even with all that said, I really didn't think that this was going to happen. But Pete DeBoer, he's going to be fine. Um, let's talk about Taylor Hall. Yeah, so um, with Taylor, um, you know, he uh, obviously the Devils, they, they made a lot of moves this year. Um, they bring in the Russian sniper, Jack Hughes, PK. Um, PK Subban only has like five points this year, by the way, like six, five points. Like that's, that's uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, Devils, they just fired their head coach as well. And, uh, you know, now they're kind of realizing that this isn't working out. And I believe... Uh, on the Taylor Hall sweepstakes, Colorado, Edmonton, and Phoenix. Yeah, Arizona. They're they're listed. Or as Arizona, the, sorry, you know, yes, Arizona. Arizona we know. Yeah, we know what you mean. What you mean, yeah. buddy? But yeah, that those are you know seem to be among the pundits, the consensus uh, picks. Colorado makes a ton of sense. They've got the cap Huge. room right now to add him. Um, whether they'd be able to keep him long term is another thing, but if Colorado believes they can make a run, he, that would make a lot of sense. They're one of the teams that could fully absorb his contract. The yeah. the thing with Colorado though is like you know the Devils obviously this is a guy who won a Hart Trophy two years ago. They're gonna ask for the world for him, and I don't think Colorado is gonna want to trade a guy like Bowen Byram. I think that that's a non-starter for the Avs. Um, Bob McKenzie said as much on Overdrive recently. He thinks that Colorado will absolutely not trade that guy so that would be the type of guy though that the devils would want now in a case like arizona they've got some younger prospects uh we saw a guy get sent down to team canada today and barrett hayton would they have to move a guy like that to bring him to arizona probably like this is taylor hall we're talking about he's got his detractors out there but this fucking guy man when he's healthy and flying out there there are few more dangerous guys coming down the left side like someone is going to acquire him i feel like he will get traded before christmas i could be wrong but i really feel like um the devils could maximize the value of the trade by doing the deal sooner rather than later and this is a guy who's a fucking all-star and someone is going to have to pay top dollar to get this guy in there couldn't agree more you legit just nail it right in the head nail it right in the head um i i think um personally i would i i would like to see arizona get him um but i also like to see uh colorado get him i think colorado uh they're peaking right now i think they got a great goalie in uh, in Gruby and their decor um, you know <laughs> set for the future with McCarr and then their their forwards up front are set um and and with uh, with Arizona, um, you know, I just want them to, you know, they've been kind of at the bottom of the barrel for the past couple of years, and you know, bring in Phil Kessel, and um, you know, they got a goalie in Ranta and a good solid decor. Um, I I'd like to see them uh, go out and make a big splash, and you know, see what happens. 
Here's a dark horse for you, though, in, in all this. Now, their cap situation is going to get a little dicier, having to renew their their big young player and everything, but they do have a bit of wiggle room and could move some salary out. What about the New York Islanders? Oh! Like, Ooh. that's an in-division opponent, but what if Sneaky Lou sneaks in there and puts an offer on the table that other people aren't willing to make, you know, like who would you trade? Who do the Islanders have? I heard Josh Hosang, but like that. No, no, man. The Devils would never. Yeah. The Devils would not in a trade like that. I mean, immediately you're going to look at their best prospect. Who's the goalie Sorokin. And I don't know if Islanders would be interested in doing that, but they've got Varley signed long-term. If they feel like they can make a big run, maybe Sorokin's on the table. He would be a guy that the Devils would desperately want because their goaltending situation is. Um, Yeah, but they got. They got Blackwood, who's young. I know, but, you know, Sorokin's an A-plus prospect. Do they believe in Blackwood? That would be the question, right? Because if you're going to go the Islanders' route, you're going to look at some of their younger players. Would some of their defensemen be involved? Would a guy like Devin Taves be part of the deal? Obviously, you're going to look at a first, probably a second, depending on the quality of the prospect that goes the other way. Um I'm just saying, I'm not saying that that's happened or that I've read that anywhere, but I just have a sneaky suspicion that the Islanders would be another team that I could maybe see making that work. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yes, that that's a great, great observation. Great. I, I would never, I wasn't even thinking about the Islanders because, you know, they don't really have like that big, big top prospect name. Yeah. Um, but, but, but they, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. And like you said, that's in division, which is going to be real tough too. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, I definitely think they're going to trade. Uh, could you see Subban going too? Like, could you imagine, could you see the Devils blowing this up? I I don't I don't think a Subban trade, which is crazy to think he could get traded again. Um, I don't think something like that would be entertained until the summer because of his salary. But True. yeah, maybe because the Devils, like, they're going to go scorched earth here. Um, the other thing, too, with the Islanders that I just remembered is they, they've got a couple quality scoring prospects in Oliver Wallstrom. Um, yes. Uh, so a guy like that, maybe he's involved in a deal. I don't know. You know, some people suggested to me, uh, some people suggested to me the Penguins because they're not happy with Galchenyuk and everything. The Penguins don't have any blue chip prospects, man. They don't have any draft picks. Um, the the Penguins are not getting Taylor Hall. Absolutely not. Um, so yeah, but the Islanders are a sneaky team in that mix. Mm -hmm. I feel strong about Colorado, but the Isles are just sneaky to me. So I don't know. That's my thoughts on Halsey. Couldn't agree more. Um, so we're going to wrap up with one thing. I'm going to wrap this up. We're going to make a pool about it too. Aside from hockey, Garrett Cole, did you hear about this signing? Yeah. Okay. We're going to put a fucking poll down. So if anyone doesn't know this, Garrett Cole is, if not one of the best pitchers in the MLB, if not the best in my mind, he's legit. He's legit. Number one, two, Justin Verlin. Oh, Max Scherzer. Fuck. There's a lot of good pitchers. He's top five for sure. Top five for sure. I put him in the top three. He just signed with the New York Yankees for nine years. Three hundred. And twenty five friggin' million dollars. Wasn't it forty five? Oh my god! If it was, I thought it was forty five. Regardless, we'll find it out. We'll double check. We have to put a pool on this. What the hell would you do with that money? What the heck are you gonna do with three hundred plus million dollars? I would go and buy the CN Tower. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> you what, 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 like why not, dude? Buy an you, island or you, some shit. Yeah, go buy an island. You can go buy the Titanic. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna drag the Titanic up from the ocean bed. You could, fuck, I guess. Man, I'd have the money. Oh my 300 God. plus million dollars, dude. Why, you just want you just want to pull the Titanic out from the bottom of the fucking ocean so you can reenact that fucking Leo scene where he's hanging off the front. I'm king of the world. Oh fuck, dude. That's like, all you want. Oh man. <laughs> like 
that much money, dude. Like, I would fucking buy everything in sight. Garrett, I would legit. Like I buy out. I I buy out Warren for her buns recipe. I buy her out. Oh my god, that's, that's exactly so funny. I, I hope Warzy listens purchase. back to this and hears that. That's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Oh yeah. my god, that's well, too uh, funny. Well, everyone, thanks for listening today. Uh, Ryan, you want to wrap her up? million percent, buddy. Like Brock said earlier, we really appreciate the feedback we've been getting. It's fucking awesome. You guys are the best. Uh, you can follow us and, and vote in this poll. We're going to pop up at Double Minor Pod on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. Bizey running that out in West Kelowna at Double Minor with two R's at the end of Minor. You can find us on uh, fucking CastBox. We're on all the best podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts. Uh, where you can interact with us and we're on Facebook as well. We're not hard to find. We appreciate you listening to the Double Minor Podcast.